Well, there's that music again. It means it's time for the Dumb News Podcast, brought to you by Professor Leonard Birdsong. I am Leonard Birdsong, and I'm here with you to talk about some dumb news. As many of you know by now, I collect uh, stories about dumb criminals and weird criminal stories. I've been doing it for several years. I'm a law professor. I write on criminal law and uh, refugee and immigration law. That's the serious stuff I do, but I write these humor books for fun. You can find my books on uh, Amazon.com or you can go to my website. That's LeonardBirdsong.com and you'll find all of my books. I have about 16 of them there. 14 of them are humor books. But I also put stories on my blog my blog can be found at www.birdsongslaw.com. Anyway, you'll see the funny stories that I collect, some of which I will read on the air, and uh, I put them in books. But anyway, I hope you check out both my website and my blog. At any rate, I'm here today to tell you some new stories that I've been working on for my blog. We'll also talk a little bit about Donald Trump. You know, I like talking about him. I don't particularly like his campaign, but I do like talking about him. And then I'm going to give you some jokes that have been sent to me. Amazon.com does a good job of sending me books about your mama jokes and uh, new jokes that are in the works. But let's start out with some of the stories I've been working on. See what you think. These are stories I started in August. I scour newspapers and wire services. Here's one from Alabama. The headline, Praise the Lord and Pass the Bible. A jail guard has been charged with trying to smuggle drugs inside a Bible. Kenneth Lawson, who's 32 of Florence, Alabama, was arrested recently during a shift change when fellow officers found the prescription narcotic Suboxone hidden inside his Bible. This is according to a report by the county sheriff. Lawson was also found with tobacco and was charged with trying to bring contraband into the Lauderdale County Jail. Now, Lawson had been working at the jail for only three months at the time of his arrest. Isn't that something? A story from Australia. The headline reads, He robbed himself blind. He robbed himself blind. The story. A clumsy bandito accidentally pepper sprayed himself, according to a police report. The thief and a partner stole sleep apnea gear and ran from a Perth, Australia pharmacy, but a worker chased them down. One of the bandits then whipped out a can of mace. Unfortunately, the can was facing the wrong direction when he pressed down on the nozzle. He robbed himself blind, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> All right. Here's one from Canada. Headline reads, Blatant Discrimination. All Dolls Matter. The story. Some shoppers in Canada are mad at a toy shop that charges more for white dolls than black ones. The Toys R Us in Calgary, Calgary, charged $24.99 for a white you-and-me-kissing baby doll and only $22.99 for the same doll with darker skin, angry parents said. Oh boy, 
All dolls matter. <laughs> they should all be the same price, I guess. Alright, here's a one from Germany. I do speak some German and still look at some of the German newspapers. This story says, uh, well, the headline says, Kleiner Dummkopf. That means little dummy. A young boy pulled off a great heist when he stole a bus, and none of the passengers even noticed the lad was behind the wheel. The 11-year-old troublemaker said he found a key to the privately owned bus and decided to take it for a joyride in the town of Ingolstadt. No one was injured and the boy was released to his mother. Kleiner Dummkopf, little dummy. Hope he doesn't grow up to be a juvenile delinquent. Alright, here's a funny one from another part of Germany. Headline said, Oops! It has been reported that a little old lady filled out a crossword puzzle at a German museum only to find it was a piece of modern art worth $89,000. The 1965 artwork by artist Köpe, Köpeke, I'm sorry, featured the phrase, insert words, which the 91-year-old woman took too literally. Officials at Nuremberg's Noise Museum called police, but the owner just laughed it off, insisting that the piece could easily be restored. <laughs> about that one? All right. Got a couple more here. Maybe I want to save some of these. All right, here's a... I don't know if this is funny or if this is sad or if this is both. Anyway, it's a story from Maryland. The headline read, quote, Prison for Bum Doctor, end quote. A man accused of injecting misbranded silicone into people's rear ends in hotel room procedures was recently sentenced to 14 years in federal prison after one of his clients died. The prosecution's allocution at sentencing revealed that Denny Taylor of Wilmington, North Carolina, pleaded guilty to receiving and selling misbranded silicone for buttocks injections, and this led to a woman's death in March of 2014. Taylor, who is not a medical doctor, told clients that the procedure was safe and involved medical-grade silicone. What a liar and a faker, my God! Misbranded silicone injected into people's rear ends? How sad. <laughs> I hate to laugh, but how sad. All right. We will end this portion with this last story here. It's from New Jersey. The headline, Kitty Jail Mail Drug Scam. Doesn't make any sense. Kitty Jail Mail Drug Scam. A woman accused of using children's drawings to smuggle drugs to her boyfriend in a New Jersey jail. A canine unit at Somerset County Jail found Suboxone was concealed in the drawings addressed to inmate Michael Gill, officials say. Authorities arrested Gill's girlfriend, Casey Giles, 37, on drug smuggling charges. Kitty jail mail drug scam. What will they think of next? <laughs> Smuggling drugs in children's drawings? Oh my God. All right, well, enough of those stories for a while. Let's get on to what's happening with Mr. Donald Trump. He's always in the news. 
he's the GOP nominee to be president. You know, he's, uh, there's been much news about his problems with a few voting groups, females, African Americans, Hispanics, young voters, and uh, they all are problems for his campaign. But uh, Aaron Blake, who is a writer, a reporter for the Washington Post newspaper, wrote an article about Donald Trump has a math, massive Catholic problem. Yep. Blake writes, yep, the man who once feuded with the Pope is cratering among Catholics. Back in 2012, GOP nominee Mitt Romney lost the Catholic vote by just two points, 50% to 48%. He lost it to uh, Obama. And the GOP, that is the Republican Party, has actually won the Catholic vote as recently as 2004 and in five of the last 11 presidential elections. However, today, Mr. Trump trails Catholics by a huge, huge margin. In a new poll from the Public Religion Research Institute that was released last week, their poll shows that Donald Trump is down 23 points to Hillary Clinton. As far as Catholics who support the candidates, 55% of Catholics go for Hillary Clinton, where only 32% go for Donald Trump. Now, this is interesting stuff, and it's hard to overstate just how Donald Trump's performance among Catholics is, because they comprise about one quarter of the voters in the United States. They were Catholics were 25% in 2012 exit polls, and they're about as big a voting bloc as non-whites, 28%, and independents, 29%. Now, who knows? The reason or reasons for Trump's struggles among this group of Catholics is open to interpretation, says Mr. Blake, who writes this. Perhaps Pope Francis's criticism of Trump and Trump's surprising confrontational response have turned off Catholics to Trump's candidacy. There's a quote. A person who thinks about only building walls, says the Pope, wherever they may be, and not building bridges is not Christian. The Pope said this back in February when he was asked about Trump's supposed wall he's going to build. Now, it may have something to do with Trump's immigration policies. Mr. Blake reminds us in his article, part of Catholics' DNA is an appreciation of how Irish and other immigrants toiled and thrived in the shadow of a suspicious, fiercely anti-Catholic culture dominated by white Anglo-Saxons Protestants in the past. When Trump calls for a religious test for Muslims entering the country, questions the faith of Hillary Clinton, President Obama, and Mitt Romney, and demonizes undocumented immigrants as rapists, it's a reminder of the ugly nativism that Catholics once faced. And yes, I know about that. Now finally, Mr. Blake ends up his article, while this contemporary strain of old xenophobia is particularly felt by Latinos who increasingly are the face of the new Catholic Church in the United States. 
Many white Catholics surely take pride in family stories of grandparents and great-grandparents who were strangers in a new land. Mr. Blake, the writer of this article, says Trump has dug himself in a deep hole he is unlikely to climb out of with these Catholic voters. So how about that? I bet you didn't know about that. I didn't. I find it very, very interesting. Yes, and I am Catholic, so it's... I've told you the truth here. All right, let's move on to some jokes here that you might want to use. These are some jokes that have been sent to me by uh, Amazon.com. You know, I, I have three best-selling books on Amazon.com. They're e-books. Professor Birdsong's 157 Dumb, Dumbest Criminal Stories, 100, Professor Birdsong's Dumbest 177 Criminal Stories International, and Professor Birdsong's 147 Dumbest Criminals from Florida. All three of those books are in the top 100 of Amazon's genre of lawyer humor. I'm very proud of that. So they send me books. This is one. is The Best Jokes of 2016. It's written by, uh, what is it written by? Oh, it's called the Funny Jokes LOL Writers. Okay. Listen to these. You might get a laugh from some of them. Here's the first joke. Whoever said technology would replace all paper? Obviously, that person hasn't tried wiping their bottom with an iPad. <laughs> uh, some of you may remember this from the 1990s. How do you find Will Smith in the snow? Answer, you look for the fresh prints. Get it? <laughs> Now, those people who don't play tennis, this may not be funny to them, but the question is, why should you never date a tennis player? The answer, because love means nothing to them. <laughs> All right, those are some funny ones. Well, it goes on and on. I hope that you enjoy listening to some of my stories. Let me end up today's broadcast, the Dumb News Podcast, with a couple of more of the stories that I've been working on this month, this month of August, which is passing by very quickly. All right, funny but sad, this story out of New York State. Headline, Son of a Gun, maybe? The son of Syracuse, New York's police chief, was arrested this past summer with six others on drug charges. Chief Frank Fowler's son, Frank Jr., 25, was being held in lieu of $100,000 bail. Fowler and the others were found with drugs in an apartment by officers investigating a noise complaint, police said. Chief Fowler declined to comment on the arrest. I guess so. <laughs> All right, let's see. This is this is sort of funny. It's sad and funny. Some of these are, are sad, but funny. this one comes out of New York City, and this this will be the last one. I don't want to take up all of your time, but I hope you can get a laugh out of this. The headline read, "Quote, no dough for the booty grabber." End quote. <laughs> That's a heck of a headline, isn't it? A $2 million lawsuit filed by a Queens man who was dubbed Carlos the Booty Grabber 
was tossed out by a Brooklyn judge who didn't buy his claims that he was falsely arrested. Alan Radin sued New York City in 2014 after getting handcuffed the year before on charges that he groped two women near St. John's University in New York. Rayton, who's 35, was cleared of forcible touching and harassment, but said that his life has been ruined over the arrest and the moniker he has been giving in news reports. The Brooklyn judge ruled that police had probable cause to arrest Rayton because he was positively identified by the victims. No dough for Carlos the booty grabber. <laughs> Well, these stories never end. The world is full of dumb criminals. I collect the stories about them. You can go to my blog, www, no, go to my blog, which is www.birdsongslaw.com. You'll find some of my stories. Or you can buy some of my e-books, which are online by going to my website, leonardbirdsong.com. All right, here comes that music again. It must mean it's time for me to sign off. It's been great being with you folks. I'll see you next time. This has been Professor Birdsong's Dumb News Podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 10. Stay with me. <laughs>